your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. catch up with the World Series MVP. We're able to do that right now. Thrilled to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line a day before opening day where Albert Pools is going to be back in the Cardinals lineup. We're catching up with David Eckstein, the former Cardinals infielder and 2006 World Series champion, World Series MVP. David, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you on. So I, I just want your initial reaction when you heard Albert Pujols, your former <laughs> teammate, is back wearing the birds on the bat. What was your reaction? I mean, I was so excited. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, my wife was doing a lug live. So we were selling handbags on, on, on like live on the Internet. And all of a sudden someone put in a question, what do you think about Albert coming back? <laughs> and I Googled it right then. And I was so excited because... You know, as soon as as soon as everything went happened in the off season, it was the perfect fit. And I was talking to some, you know, some of my friends within the organization. I was like, I hope they sign Albert. I hope Mo signs Albert, and I'm glad he did because this is where he needs to be. All right, David, be honest with me now, though. You saw Albert coming back, Yachty and Wayno's final year. Are you thinking yeah. about just coming out of retirement? <laughs> I had an MRI on my knee today, so I don't think that's going to be an uh, <laughs> opportunity. And I'm a little bit older than than, than the three of them, but no, I. <laughs> I saw. I mean, how cool was the photograph when they both, when they all arrived? They took it and put it up on the website of the three of them walking in. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's been a while oh, since TLR was in the game as well, David. You yeah. guys are very similar in terms of your timeline, so it wouldn't yeah. be that crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like I always say, it's a one. I, I could probably play for one day, and then it'll be the fact that it'd be there 161 more after that. There would be a problem. I love that, though, David. It's phenomenal. And just seeing those guys back on the field is going to be great. Yeah. But big picture here, David, and I know you, you yeah. stay in contact with people in the Cardinals organization. You yeah. pay attention. What do you make of this team going into the season now with Albert and with Yachty and Wayno and with the roster they have in place? Well, well, you know, first, I mean, I'm I'm happy that you know they they, they did it for Wayno and and also Yachty, bringing them back as well. Um, I love their division. I love their division. They're in the perfect spot. Um, you know, to be able to make a run at this thing, you know, Milwaukee has very good pitching, but everyone else is rebuilding. And so they had that chance to be able to get in. And the the key is finding a way to get into the playoffs and then anything can happen. And I know um, just looking at, I know they have a little bit of the pitching issues right now from what people are trying to say, but I, I like their division and I like their chances. 
David Eckstein is our guest here on 101 ESPN. David, I'm curious, if you were the coach of this team, how difficult would it be on a night-in, night-out basis for you to be like, ah, you know what, we're not going to put Albert Pujols in the lineup today? <laughs> oh, I, I know, I know. Well, the one thing about it, even everything, my brother had a, had a good conversation with Albert when he went over to L.A. last year, you know what I mean? He understands his role, and his role has changed a little bit. And, you know, he, he can be that threat off the bench you know, late in the game when you can match him up and, and just be able to pick the right situation to do it. So he understands his role a lot more. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if they didn't start him on opening day, I think you would have been, <laughs> there would have been something going on in St. Louis. <laughs> and so, but, yeah, you know, and, you know, we all just wish the best for him and, 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 and the club. David, you spent three seasons – playing with Albert, and then, of course, you, you played against him during your career in Major League Baseball. Uh, is there a moment that still sticks out to you about Albert, just the, the dominance that he had on baseball? Um, I mean, the thing is, what people don't understand is how hard he actually works. You know what I mean? Because, oh, man, he just shows up and plays. But when I, when I came over to the organization and, and just saw how hard he worked, especially on his defense, you know, with Jose Okendo going out there and becoming – you know, the gold glove first baseman, but then, then inside the cage and what he did and how he went about his routine every single day to be the best on the field, that, that's the stuff that sticked out. But, you know, the, 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 mo- the best moment is, you know, obviously in Houston when he hit the home run <laughs> for Bradley. <laughs> that, that, that's still a, I mean, my favorite, how do you silence, you know, how many, 40, 50,000, whatever is in there. And, and so that's still my one of my favorite moments. We've, we've talked to Brad Osmus a few times about that <laughs> moment since, David. We talked to him a couple of times last year. And every time he's like, I just, it literally went from pandemonium inside of that stadium to you could literally hear a pin drop whenever that, whenever the ball dropped. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> David Eckstein is our guest for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Uh, David, when you look at this team, I mean, I, it's crazy yeah. how many connections to uh, the yeah. 06 Cardinals and then right yeah. thereafter as well are, are now a part of the team once again. Skip Schumacher in particular comes to mind for me. Uh, yeah. what, have you talked to him since his return to the Cardinals? And what's this going to be like in your mind yeah. to have him on the bench? I have not, but I um, but uh, I know because I, I was just I was in San Diego yesterday. And I had, you know, one of my friends who was the BP thrower there. You know, I was with him yesterday, and he's like, they they loved him. They loved what he did, and they were kind of shocked that he didn't get the job over in San Diego and stuff. So, like, you know, I mean, what he has become since playing, because he's always been that hard-nosed type of player and understood, and, and his versatility within the game allowed him to see many multiple positions and understand the game at a truly higher level. And the one thing that they say, he connects with the players. He absolutely connects with the players and, and understands. And so I think, I think it's a great fit. You know, we were all excited, uh, you know, when all this was going down. And, and I know um, Oliver got the, got the managing job. And that actually, he actually graduated from the same high school that my wife graduated. He's a little bit younger, but um, yeah, but um, yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool, the, all the connections that are there. But yeah, I was so happy for Skip. You know, he's really made his way in the game. Um, especially on the coaching side. David, I was going to ask you that. Have you had any run-ins with Ali Marmol, whether it was your playing career or post-playing career? I have not. Um, I had, um, the only thing, I, I have not had any run-ins with him, but he, a guy I'm very close with, um, actually played for him uh, uh, for Palm Beach. So I was, that's my only connection that I had with him. But yeah, 
I have not had any run-ins with gotcha. him yet. Well, well, and you mentioned um, Day, uh, Skip Schumacher's uh, ability yeah. to, you know, connect with the with the players. You've been on that both sides, David, yeah. as a player and, and as a, a coach. How important is it to have somebody like that in your in your dugout that can connect with these players, whether young or old? Well, I, I would say like the, the best bench coaches are, do that. Do that because the manager is the one that has to be a little bit more force for a little bit more leadership. But then it's the bench coach that comes in and goes, "Hey, this is what we're looking for." You mean we had that, you know, um, basically that that was Joe Madden in in um, in Anaheim with Mike Sosha. You know what I mean? So you have the guy under coming in and just being so like understanding. You know, Joe Bettini when I was there with the Cardinals. You, you mean because it it just helps to with the communications and everyone understanding their roles. And so, and when you develop that, that personal relationship and that connection with the players, it just helps everything close. Because as you see in today's game, you don't know what the starting line is going to be, you know, and it's coming from upstairs. And so it's the ability to, to relay the messages and to make make the players understand so they still go out there and give you everything they have on a daily basis. I'm so glad you mentioned the, the, it's coming from upstairs point because that is something that has changed immensely in baseball since from the time where you came into the league 20 years ago to where we are today, the front office almost has, I mean, probably double triple who, who who only knows how much more power than they once did. What is that like as a player or what do you think it would be like as a player um, to play for a team now when you know so many of the decisions are being made based on the numbers as opposed to based on the feel as they were one once upon a time? Right. Yeah. I mean, it is a little bit challenging, but you kind of know what you're, what you're getting into. And so that's that's one of the things that's kind of funny. It's like, it, um, do you actually change it? And, you know, because the manager's role is different now. And I've, and I've said this because people are like, oh, would you ever think of managing? Oh, well, the manager's actually in upstairs. He's either GM or the president now. And so and, and that's where the game's at. And so as a player, they kind of understand that. I think that's what we kind of saw within the lockout. So if you actually broke down a lot of the players' grievances is, is the sense of, like, I'm based, I'm based on part – I mean, my value is based upon my war. And my war is subjective. You know I mean? They want to say it's, it's not – I mean, it's, they want to say that, oh, there's, there's no bias in analytics. And so if I was with the Pirates organization, I saw the bias. I saw the bias within the numbers. And so that's what the players were talking about. So it just depends how each group of club analyzes data. Because we would have players in Pittsburgh, their war will be way less than if you pulled up on baseball reference what their war was. So it's what each team values. So that's the, that's the, that's probably the challenging thing for the players going into it. You know, like, hey, just watch me play. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, when the statistical analysis comes into the game, you know what I mean? That's going to tell you whether you play or not. Speaking of challenges, David, uh, you spent your career as a leadoff hitter in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and, D- and Dylan Carlson, the young outfielder, is getting yeah. an opportunity to do that. Uh, what's the what's the mindset you have to have as the leadoff hitter, and is that going to be a difficult transition for Carlson this year? <laughs> um, well, once again, like the 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 game has changed from where I was at um, to where where it's at now because you know I was a guy that oh man I need to work the count I need to find a way to get on base just to make the pitcher work. So, you know, the guy sitting behind me, depending on who it was, Larry to Albert, um, you know, Jimmy hit second two at times. And so it was one of those things that it was a, it's a different format because now, because I was, I was a special assistant for the Pirates for two years, and it's like, man, pitching so good, you can't miss that first pitch fastball if you're going to get it. So the thing for Dylan is to make sure that, you know, he just be, he, he's himself. You know what I mean? Because the role is different, and he's a different type of hitter. Mind he has some, 
know, he can hit the ball out of the park and stuff. So, and that's where the game's going. You're seeing like, you know, in Anaheim, Shonae's leading off, you know. So the game has changed in that sense. So it's a different type of role. But the biggest thing is that he needs to play to his strength that makes him successful. And if that's, you know, swinging on the first pitch or, or taking a pitch, it, it has to be him. Um, playing his role. David, final question that I've got for you. We've had at least three different people on the text line text something about this in. What's going on with that sweet 2006 Toyota that you got as the World (laughs) Series MVP? Is that still in your garage? The the, the Corvette that I want? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, I gave it to my brother Rick. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so he has it. It's It's in Georgia right now. It's at his home. I actually visited him about a month ago. So I saw the car, and it's still good. It, I think it just turned 11,000 miles. So, I mean, it, it's in tip-top shape. Did you tell him, David, that he has to call it the MVP ride? <laughs> I think he calls it that himself. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because, um, no, he loves cars. And I am, as people know, I'm not a car guy. And. <laughs> I just need something to get me from A to B, and and he's taken very good care of it. Well, so. yeah, if it's only got 11,000 miles on it, David, Fantastic. I, I, what are the scenarios in which he's taking that out? Like, is that a date night car? Is that a yeah, guy a road trip night. kind of thing? What's going on? He, he took he took my Nissan um, my like the first day of, of preschool in it, you know, just stuff like that. <laughs> he does the slow yeah. drives around the neighborhood and waves <laughs> like, I'm in the MVP ride, everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and and because the cool thing about the car, they um, Chevrolet gave me another five thousand dollars to engrave it. So inside the the seats, it, it actually says um, two thousand six World Series. Oh my gosh! And it, and it and it has my autograph. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, so both seats have it in it. That's tremendous. So. Hey, David, this has been awesome, man. Thank you so much yeah. for the time today. We we always yeah. appreciate being able to catch up with you. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk with you again soon. Definitely. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Same to you. That's David Eckstein joining us here on 101 ESPN 2006 World Series MVP, former Cardinals infielder.